A lot of lingo is inside of real estate contracts when purchasing a rental property. It can be really overwhelming, and there are critical things you want to know on the front end before closing on a property to help you make sure it is a good investment. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three phases to closing in a real estate deal after getting a property under contract. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Buyers or investors have different things that mean more to them than others within a real estate contract. It's not just price that is negotiated in a real estate deal, but also the terms of the contract. So with that, I would recommend to have a real estate agent that you trust working for you, compared to just working with the listing agent. The listing agent represents the seller, so if working with the listing agent alone It would be best that you know what you want in a real estate contract, or maybe you have a real estate agent that you know that may not be working on your behalf in this deal, but at least let them review the contract before signing. There are three main phases within a contract. The due diligence phase, the financing phase, and the extension phase. So let's start by looking at the due diligence phase. This is probably the most important phase. Do your due diligence correctly and thoroughly, and your risk gets minimized, and vice versa. Due diligence just means that you are vetting the property, basically. So this could be getting a copy of all the leases of the rental unit. Say it's a fourplex, you get all four of the leases, making sure the units are occupied that the seller is saying are occupied, because some sellers can definitely be mischievous or misguiding with information they give on the front end. But maybe you are also vetting the utility bills. So you can see if something is really high, like a water bill, which could point to a leak because you know, oh, water shouldn't be $200 a month on that size unit or something like that. Well, then use that info to investigate a little bit further. But outside of vetting paper documents, you will vet the property itself by touring it and getting estimates on all the rehab work that you're wanting done. I like to hire a property inspector to get out there and give an inspection report on the property because they're going to dig deep into the property to find what is all wrong that maybe you can't see just looking at it from a surface level, but they get in the attic, they get in the basement, the crawl space, whatever it is to check foundational issues and big things that could be wrong, leaks, whatever it may be. And what they find can be used as leverage to negotiate the deal. Also, if it is a property that needs some rehab, it's probably good to walk it with a general contractor so you can get an estimated cost on what it takes to rehab a unit or property. And another team member you could bring if you wanted to to doing the due diligence is the property manager because they could let you know what upgrades they think are needed 
to achieve certain rents? Are you doing too much if you put quartz countertops instead of laminated countertops? Or do you need stainless steel appliances to achieve a certain rent? Well, your property manager is going to know that info, not your general contractor. They'll just do the work. Property manager will help you make the money. Now, when you tour the property, you always want to walk inside every single unit. If it's a duplex, walk inside both units to get individual quotes for fixing what is needing to be fixed in each specific unit because they could be very different. They could be a lot alike, but there could be more issues in one than the other. So it would be bad for you. You'd get a lot of surprises if you went in one unit, looked great, get the property under ownership, you've signed the contract, all of a sudden you figure out the other side is much worse than you thought. So you definitely want to go inside every single unit. If it's 100 units, walk every single unit. The goal of the due diligence phase is to minimize risk and any surprises for when officially taking ownership of the property. Oftentimes, due diligence may be 15 days, but on bigger deals, it could be 30 days or even 45 days, and this is the first phase that you'll go into. But during this phase, you can negotiate the price or getting seller's help with closing costs or rehab money if maybe an inspection report shows something is worse than what you thought or what was originally advertised or marketed. And if nothing can be agreed upon, you can generally back out and get what is called your earnest money back. It can depend on the market, but many sellers are going to ask for an earnest money deposit. So often that might be 1% of the purchase price. So if it's a $300,000 purchase price, they might ask for $3,000 earnest money deposited to the title company you plan on closing with on the front end to show good faith on closing the property and you're already getting some skin in the game. So sellers like to see that. It gives them more confidence in the buyer. It isn't always needed. All this stuff can be negotiated again. So some sellers may not care about an earnest money deposit and you can get in without that. But it just depends on maybe how aggressive you're going to be or how many other people are bidding on the property on if you might need earnest money or not. Now, if terms are agreed upon and you get through the due diligence phase, say it's 15 days and you're at day number 16, oftentimes that earnest money will become what is called hard money, meaning it is non-refundable unless there are certain contingencies in the contract. So through your due diligence phase, you want to be pretty confident because it's no fun losing the earnest money deposit that you used to get the property under contract. So due diligence phase is very important because you have money on the line once you are past that phase and you're kind of in it to win it at that point. Otherwise, you're losing that original down payment. The next phase is the financing period. And this could range from a variety of times, but often 45 days is used, sometimes quicker, sometimes longer. In this phase, things like the appraisal getting ordered happen, the bank is approving you for the loan, maybe you are opening up new checking accounts or creating a new LLC for the property. Now, I'll say this, it is best to be pre-approved for the loan on the front end because that can help speed up the process. Once you are good with due diligence, you can tell the bank that they're good to go and order an appraisal, which you officially pay for at closing. But what takes the most time in this phase is the appraisal. Appraisals, they can take a month to be finished. Sometimes it's even gone longer because of all the transactions 
happening in this hot real estate market currently. And most lenders, whether banks, even hard money or private money lenders, won't lend without some sort of appraisal or evaluation on the property so they can make sure that the deal is worth what you are buying it at. I like having 45 days for the financing period if possible because it just gives me time to get everything in order and if everything is good to go earlier, that's great, can just close earlier. But remember, terms in a real estate contract can be something that wins over a seller. So if you're competing with someone else and you're 15 days due diligence, 45 days financing, but they are 15 days due diligence and 30 days financing, that might motivate the seller to go with the other party because they're going to close on the deal quicker. So oftentimes, these two phases in the due diligence and the financing period are all that is needed to close on a property. But let's say that the appraisal is taking longer than expected or you're trying to get the funds and the necessary accounts so they can be wired to close on the property or the bank is just being slow to approve you or you're looking for alternative financing options. This is where the third phase, the extension phase, could come into play. I mentioned earlier that earnest money will need to be deposited to get a property under contract, oftentimes. Well, to get an extension, it will often require more earnest money, except it will be hard money, so non-refundable. Now, extensions happen somewhat often on bigger properties because a buyer at that time knows everything is in place, and they don't really have to doubt whether they will actually close on the deal or not, but they're just getting some documents in order, waiting on the appraisal, like I said earlier, whatever it may be, it's just taking longer than expected, so they need to extend the original time frame from the contract. Some buyers even put two options to extend in the contract, so maybe one 30-day and one 15-day extension options, or one 15-day and another 15-day extension options, they're all customizable, and are often different based off the size of the property or experience within a certain market. But an option for extension on the contract in exchange for hard money to me is a must in real estate contracts if you are a buyer. So those are the three phases to expect when purchasing real estate. Due diligence, financing, and possible extension phase. The number of days or terms within those can all be customized or negotiated depending on the seller. Keep in mind that sellers do generally like quicker closings. So if that is possible for you, then it could give you an advantage if competing with other buyers. But it's a bad idea to try and rush into something if you feel like there are a lot of gray areas in a deal. Real estate can seem like a lot to tackle. But hopefully this episode of going into these different phases within a contract can give you some insight behind the scenes and a little more confidence to take down some real estate deals. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at Money Vision U. We look forward to catching you in the next class.